ask ourselves what the origin of man in space is. Many people have tried to answer this question. Earlier last year, creationist Ken Ham and evolutionist Bill Nye expressed their view of the origin of man in a debate that lasted hours. However, the debate of science versus religion is not new news. It is an age-old topic that has been debated for decades. In Genesis 1, verse 31, it says, Then God looked over all he had made, and he saw that it was very good. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the sixth day. Creationists believe the religious point of view, and this is what the Bible states. Charles Darwin was the first to come up with a plausible theory of evolution, which states that the human race evolved as the earth changed over time, and humans are still changing. 83% of Americans claim to be religious, while 61 support the theory of evolution. Obviously, 83% and 61% do not add up to 100%, so there has to be some sort of an overlap between the two. We sat down three science teachers to find out what sort of compromise there is between science and religion. Leah, you can start the out. All right. Um... When it it comes to science and religion, do you feel stronger towards science or towards religion? Well, I teach science, so my opinion um, of this matter is that I suppose I would lean towards the science side of things. Have you always felt this way, or has your perspective changed as you've gained knowledge? Well, it's complicated. Um... I guess what you are asking is, have I always been not particularly religious? And the answer to that is no. Um, when I was growing up, I was in, I lived in a relatively religious community, and most of my role models were, you know, religious sort of people. So we would, you know, go to church and things. And uh, I don't know. At some point, I just started not really being into it. Um, but does that mean that there is a separation necessarily between religion and science? No. That, that's just how a lot of people kind of respond to the situation. Um, so I think it's more complicated than a, are you a science or a religion person? Um, so do you believe in the theory of evolution, the, how man kind of evolved over time? I like that you asked me that, and I will tell you this. There is no belief in theories. Theories are supported by evidence, and you can decide whether you want to accept the evidence or not, but it is there. So when we talk about the word belief in science class, actually we don't talk about the word belief because it really doesn't have any ground. Um, Beliefs are not something that you can tangibly measure, therefore we uh, kind of don't talk about belief. So... If you ask me whether I accept the idea of the theory, if you must say the theory of evolution, then yes. But I will not use the word believe. So going off of that question, how do you think the Earth was originally created? How do I personally think the Earth was created? Hard to say. I will tell you that the leading scientific thought process involves there being a massive event. And this event... was kind of an explosion of matter. What caused that event is complicated to explain and it's kind of difficult to understand. In fact, I don't have a truly great understanding of it, but the idea that this explosive event caused matter to go throughout a space and continue expanding away, and then during that time while the matter is traveling through space, gravitation starts occurring. Um, And our understanding of gravitation is things with mass are attracted to other things with mass. And the bigger they are, the more massive. And the uh, closer together they are, the more powerful that attraction. So as things began collecting, planets began forming, um, and other planetary bodies, I suppose, things like stars. So to me, that seems to make a lot of sense. And the evidence points towards that. So you see a lot of things that, well, we have experienced a lot of things that kind of help us to understand how that could happen. So there's a good chain of events that it add up to get to where we are now from that point. So I'll have to side with that evidence. Um, do you think that everyone who's religious is against the idea of evolution? No. 
and I certainly hope that people keep an open mind because there is nothing that says if you are religious, even if you are like to a T, exactly what it says in whatever your religious text, there's no reason why you can't accept the idea of change over time. Evolution gets a negative kind of connotation um, often in religious communities because it seems to stand for the idea that people came from something that wasn't some creation event. That isn't necessarily what evolution is all about, right? The idea of things changing through long periods of time, through the process of random genetic mutation and natural selection, is evolution. The idea that once upon a time there was an ape and now it's a man is clearly not the way that things worked. Um, so sometimes there's a complicated line to walk there, but there's no reason why uh, people who are religious could not accept the idea of evolution and, and still claim to be as, you know, religious as they are. And this kind of goes with what you just said, but do you think there is a compromise between the science side and the religion side? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when it comes down to it, really, you know, if you want to say, all right, I, I believe in the creationism, uh, right, so, you know, there, God created man, right? So if that's something that you choose to believe, there's no reason why you can't accept that through time there have been changes, not only to man, but to other species, right? So uh, I believe it also says, you know, all living things were created by your deity in whatever your religious text might be. Um, but that doesn't mean those things haven't changed. And maybe that's part of the plan. Maybe it's a programming thing, right? If you think about people as there is a, a, an alpha version of a person and over time it has been altered, right? So if you think about it that way, it's much like how we experience life. We make something, it kind of sucks, right? That's why there's 95 iPhones. Because every time they're like, oh, we can make it better. Let's put this in the next generation. So that, I mean, I don't see why that couldn't be part of the understanding. Um, so I would hope that, that that compromise is something that people start to see. And I think that it is something that's being accepted. It's just really difficult because it's hard to walk that line between what is in evidence and what is a belief. Um, and that, that word belief, as we, we talked about at the beginning, kind of causes a lot of this turmoil in people's heads. So you believe that within many, many years to come, we will eventually just change and evolve to into whatever it is we're going to be, just like how we did before? No. Remember, the word belief is a complicated word. It's not a word that I like to use. What I mean, I guess... It's hard for me to, to, to respond to this question in a uh, direct manner. Um, people change very slowly over time. Really, all species change very slowly, right? So right now, we have an incredible genetic diversity on the world. People can go anywhere they want, which means that somebody from you know, Southeast Asia can easily reproduce with somebody from the complete opposite side of the world. And that would mean that there are going to be those genes from one side of the world and genes from the other side of the world coming together to create whatever. Is that going to be something new? Probably not, because it's been happening for the last 100 or so years since we've had international travel. Um, with that, we are getting more robust as a, as a species, and we are able to survive lots of different situations. Now, also, we are capable of complex thought, and because of that, we are able to deal with things uh, technologically that previously other species who were in our place as the like dominant life forms um, could not. So and do I think that people are going to change? Yeah, I think that the human race is changing slowly, but you're looking at things like you've got your super elite athletes. They are being developed. They are developing to be better at things. And as that continues happening, we're going to have kind of people who are getting better at that type of stuff. People can get kind of re-specialized. Back in the you know early human times when we had previously had government and things, people had to do, you know, farming or they had to do their trade, and now people are specializing again. Does that mean that all of your offspring are going to be awesome at whatever it is that you do? No, but it does work that way um, if you keep developing these kind of traits. And as we get into the ability to manipulate genes, that's going to cause us to be able to have the potential to control what we develop for our offspring. Um, and as we start mixing technology with biology, we might also have some things that we can do to improve humans. So will we be changing? Certainly. Does it have anything to do with this idea of evolution and we will become something new? Not exactly. And again, evolution is not necessarily becoming something new. It's a change over time.
Mr. Bauman shows the moral value that just because you were raised a certain way doesn't mean you need to reflect the beliefs of your past. He looks to the facts and supports the theory of evolution. Next, we interview Ms. Polis, who does not feel strongly towards either side. Okay, so uh, when it comes to science versus religion, do you feel stronger towards science or towards religion? This is kind of a very interesting question, just because I don't, I almost don't view them in the same lens, I guess you could say. So when I think about religion, I kind of put it in a box. And when I think about science and teaching science and the processes involved, I put that in another box. And I don't feel like they go in the same big box kind of together, if that makes sense. So science versus religion, I didn't get a chance to watch the debate with um, Bill Nye and some other, I believe it was like a religious leader, but I don't really, I kind of fall in between as far as when it comes to, like, I'm not super pro-religion and God is the only way and the Bible tells us everything that we need to know, and I'm not pro, like, no, we need empirical evidence for all of these things, because I, I do have, I believe in things that don't have proof. I have faith in things that necessarily aren't proven with evidence. So I guess that's where I stand. I'm in the middle, sort of. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Okay. Have you always felt this way? So, like, have you always been in the middle, or have you at one time, or were you at one time for science or for religion more? Like, but, yeah. I would say when I was growing up and when I was your age, I don't think that the scientific, you must have evidence, I'm questioning all the time. I was never the child that was like, oh, this is a rule, why is this a rule? Because you know kids that are like that where there's a rule for something and instead of just saying, oh, that's the rule, we got to follow it, whatever that is, um, I was more of the person that just like went along with it. Not saying that I was like a sheep and followed around and was silly, but I also wasn't a kid that was constantly opposing authority and questioning things. I think kids who are wired more in the science realm of things are constantly questioning why. What's your evidence? Where's the proof? Why are we doing this? Whereas I was just kind of like, oh, it's a rule. It's a rule and I need to follow it. That's that's all I do. So do you believe in the not not believe. Do you um think there's enough evidence to prove the theory of evolution? That's a really good question. There are some people I think this sounds silly saying this out loud, but there are some people that believe that that God created evolution to show us. I do think that there's some pretty interesting evidence that would go along with, oh, evolution is real. And I think that's like not necessarily a standard we have to teach at public school, but it is a definite perception that I want to teach my eighth graders about along with their religious background so that they can make a decision for themselves. But I don't know. I kind of am, again, in between where I'm, I kind of am like, well, there's evidence for that, but then there's also... There's also this book that tell, that's called the Bible that tells us that Adam and Eve were created and how they were created and the rib and all of that. So I'm not really sure kind of where I stand. And I guess to me, I don't really think it matters at the end of the day. That's kind of where I'm at. I think that's why I don't really have a stance on it. I don't really think it matters where we came from. I think it's more about what we do while we're here. So going off of that question... How do you think the Earth was created, basically? There's some really good evidence for the Big Bang Theory. Um, and I do have, like, even a lesson that talks about how the Earth has expanded, and you can see kind of how the galaxies and the planet could have been formed with all this, like, the collisions of all the planetesimals and the heat and the fusion of all those particles, which is a very interesting thing. But I will say that there... How do I say this without being... Well, I know you want me to be completely biased. Um, I think there's a lot of power in believing in something bigger than yourself. 
just because at the end of the day, I feel like you can, in this world and in this life, we can become really, really selfish and really, really all about ourselves. And if you believe in something bigger than you, it kind of helps you to come back down, come back down to earth, but more like just be more grounded and humble. And so I think that also (laughs) the earth being created as the Bible has said, I mean, that's a very humbling thing to believe that someone bigger and power, more powerful than you created this world for you to be on. So, I mean, could go either way. Do you think that everyone who's religious is against the idea of evolution? No. I definitely think there's a lot of people that are in the same boat as I am, where they're like, not really trying to fight somebody about what you think and how you feel. How you view how the earth was formed is not going to affect me in my day-to-day life. Let's be honest here. Like, I don't, go, I don't think people go around and do a lot of scientific or religious bigotry, I think would be the proper word for it, where it's like, well, I'm better than you because I think this way. I think there are way more other things that people are very passionate about that are much more personal to them than that. However, I don't know, man. Religious people against the idea of evolution. Or the other way around. People who are who are evolutionists who think that all of religion is a sham. I think it's all about finding where you stand in it and then being comfortable with that. Do you think that there's a compromise between the science side of creation and religion? <sighs> I'm trying to think of uh, how Mr. Bowen would answer this question, but I feel like... I feel like he probably said there wasn't a compromise. You either think one way or you think the other way, and that's the way you're wired. Maybe he he did give consolation to the fact that there could be a compromise. I think there's totally a way to teach science and believe in the scientific process, but also be spiritual. I think that there are many, many things, I think, going on right now that are showing different class, clashes of scientific versus religion. I think I, I heard about a doctor who um, didn't feel comfortable treating a patient because of the orientation of how they choose to live their life. And that would be a, an extreme example of I'm my religion is interfering with me practicing science, which was I thought was interesting. I don't think that that happens very often, but I think that there are definitely is a chance to have a compromise between religion and science because I think there are lots of doctors out there who are religious. I think there are lots of engineers who are practicing science who are religious. I think you would find on the academia side, as far as professors at your colleges who do research, I'd be willing to bet that... Mm, This is a grossly exaggerated statement, but I think a lot of them would be on the less religious side than than not. I could be wrong about that, but I think it's easier to be warm and fuzzy and be in the middle when you're a teacher, when you're working with kids, versus when you're in a lab working, getting data, trying to prove something empirically with evidence and whatnot. Okay, and with that, um, do you have any other statements that you'd like to add in about the topic? I think the most important thing that I stand for is that you can be religious and believe in the scientific process. And I think it's really important for young people who your age to ask these questions that you're asking and to find out where you stand personally. So get both sides of it. I was going to watch more videos to prepare for this because I don't know enough about both sides because I not really like, if you would ask me something else and that I maybe feel more passionate about, I'd be like, yeah, and I'm this side, but I'm kind of in the middle. I don't really, it's part of my job to even be neutral. Yeah, that's all I have. Okay, thank you. Next, we interviewed Mr. Rao, who surprised us with his strongly religious ideas, but still supports many scientific ideas and theories because of his strong connection with science. Yeah, I am. Okay. <laughs> On the topic of science versus religion, do you feel stronger towards science or towards religion? Um, I probably would lean towards religion um, and science being the support for a lot of uh, what you're going to see in religion. Like, uh, I'm a Christian, so I believe um, 
that the science works to back up uh, creation and uh, just how things have done over the years. Okay. Have you always felt this way, or has your perspective changed the more you've gained knowledge? Um, I think, I think the Christians and like have a bad rap, and I think other people who are religious have a bad rap for coming off as like non-tolerant of um, like the science community. And I think uh, there's a lot of overlap that people don't recognize. Um, so I, as I've been a teacher, it was really hard for me to start at first because we're teaching like evolution and things. But if you look at um, science, just tries to look at evidence, and faith is just or religion is just looking at faith. So they are kind of separate. But if you look at the great minds like Albert Einstein, um, there he was really focused on. He tried to come up with a theory of everything. Um, he believed that there was order to the universe because of um, because God created it. So that was a driving force for him. So you can't take Albert Einstein's science and you know, unless you're willing to see his motivation, too. So I think there's a huge overlap. Uh, for me personally, though, um, I feel like every time there's new stuff revealed, I just, I think it's really amazing, and I credit the Lord for that, you know. Do you believe in evolution? Um, my wife and I talk about this. Um, I don't know that, I think there's evidence to support it. Um, the, the, you look at the Bible, and... You know, because um, this is my own faith. Um, but if I look at the Bible, people try and lay out as many days and say the Earth is only or six thousand years. Um, I don't know if the Bible is to be read like a scientific document. I don't think science is to be read like the Bible. They're kind of a little bit different. Um, evolution. I think it's important, and I want my kids that I'm raising right now, as we raise them in the church, I want them to also ask questions and not just say this is the way we believe because we believe it but really to make their own decisions. Um, with evolution, I think it's hard because, um, you know, you're saying we come from a common ancestor, single-celled organism, and over the years we've uh, spread off. I do believe there's natural selection does occur, um, and I do, I still, again, believe that God created things. Um, when my wife and I talk about it, she's like, well, maybe evolution was the mechanism through which God created things and changed things. I don't know. Um, to me, it's not the biggest point. Um, I think people get off on that and they fight about evolution. And I think that's not, for me, it's about what Jesus did and who he was and how he treated people. So. How do you think the earth was created? Um, I believe it was created like uh, from the Bible. I believe Genesis. But I also believe like the science and stuff that we see works to support it. Um, I think they were talking about uh, the flagella or was a bacteria. They looked at a bacteria, and they found that it has gears. Like uh, if they they try to model cars that we make after um, like some of the things that are in nature. And I'm like, wow. So there's like a lot of engineering and stuff in that. Um, sorry, I get off a little bit. How do you? How do I think the Earth was created? Yeah, I do think the, that God created it, and I think um, over the years uh, things have changed. I don't know if humans have changed per se. Um, I don't really get too bent out of shape about it, though. Um, I see that overlap, and I think a lot of people don't. We've been to science meetings before, and um, people laugh at people who believe in creation still. Um, but I don't want to be that separate. I think people need to see there's tolerance for different ideas. And um, if I'm willing to look at evidence and say, yeah, it challenges my faith, I think people should be the same way with faith. Most people who are religious are against the idea of evolution? Um, I'd say I've come up to a lot of resistance teaching. When we start talking about natural selection, a lot of kids know that that's the mechanism of evolution. Um, and I feel a lot of re resistance. And that's frustrating to me because um, it's like you haven't really had time to think through the evidence. Like one of the biggest things that challenges me is the magnetic reversal on the seafloor. And it's like we have all these stripings over time, and we haven't even observed one since we've recorded time. Yet we can say the earth is this long. Like I, and I just, that goes back to, do you read uh, your religious text as scientific books or as, you know, to be believed by faith? Um, do you think that there's a compromise between science and religion? Um, I do believe 
I do believe there needs to be a compromise. I think people need to see that there is an overlap and not try and just separate one from another. Because, I, like I said, a lot of people, a lot of scientists have been, um, you know, motivated by their faith. Um, but at the same time, you can't discredit somebody who's like an atheist scientist because people can still come up with amazing things. Um, but I think there needs to be some overlap and not just, um, I'm not sure if you're aware of the term, like mutually exclusive, you're either this or you're that. Because where does that put me if I'm a Christian and I'm also a science teacher? Like, that can't coexist. So there has to be some compromise. And I just think it's important for everybody to look, you know, like at all faiths, look at all evidence for those faiths, the acts of those faiths, and decide, you know, make your own decisions. Same way with science, when we present evidence, you still have to make up your own ideas. You should question and not just take everything people say um, to be truth. With that, do you think there are any other statements that you want to make on this topic? Um, I don't consider myself like a religious person. I feel like I have a relationship with, with Jesus, and I try and live like Jesus. So um, I'm just speaking from a Christian viewpoint. Um, I've looked at some other religions before, um, a lot of them, and I don't know that necessarily how, how they would take like science. I know there's uh, being one with the universe, um, is mentioned, um, that everything is spiritual. Um, I don't know. I think it's, I think definitely, they definitely balance each other, and I think they do coexist. It's hard for us to accept that, though. After having separate interviews, we sat them together to see what they agree and disagree with and what they think the compromise between the two theories are. Let's move along. Okay, so... Where do you fall when it comes to science versus religion? So do you believe, or not do you believe, but do you accept the facts that science gives you, or do you... How does this topic affect um, your jobs and how you're teaching? Okay. Well, so for me, there is a massive... Um, kind of split. So first, I don't really, science doesn't really present facts. Like it's not often that we can say in science, this is a fact, right? We can go off of the idea that there are ideas and that they are well supported by evidence, right? But we never really set out to prove anything. Um, we set out to disprove things. And if we fail to disprove things, then we start developing an idea based on what we can't disprove about what may or may not have happened or what is happening or what does happen or how something works, right? So that's kind of like the really, that's the basis of science. And for that's right there, that's very difficult to understand um, for a lot of people who, who base their ideas and what they think on a belief, right? Because you can firmly, firmly believe that the world is flat. That's not going to make the world flat. Right. And the only way before we knew that the world was, in fact, spherical, because we went outside of it and saw it, before we knew that information, somebody had to develop the idea, hey, maybe this world is round. And that was completely outlandish at the time. Right. So, But the more evidence that we had showing that the world probably wasn't flat, and the more evidence that we had showing that the world may be round, led to a change in that idea. And you can follow many other ideas through science through time as we've get, gotten more technology and begun thinking about things different ways we've been able to see these things um, so that's the way I like to present the information is I, I give it out there um, and for us the big topics that are like that um, here in eighth grade science would be in the earth science unit we talk about plate tectonics the development of an idea that hey something's happening something's moving maybe these things were all once connected to getting all the way to where we are now in the modern theory of plate tectonics it took a very long period of time it's been about 80 years that's a relatively short and new process but if you go way back to um, natural selection evolution and things like that which we're talking about now in biology it's a much more kind of always changing redefining idea what does evolution actually mean and that is a very controversial topic I think People think that's controversial. Um, so, you know, you, as a science teacher, we have to say, okay, let's put, you know, our our ideas and beliefs to the side and let's present information in the most scientific possible way, right? I'm not going to say that this is exactly how something works. You should know it. You should love it. This is your life. Believe it or not, you have to say that this is what's happening, right? So 
um, we, we get a lot of students who will challenge an idea and say, well, that's not what I believe. And then my response generally is, we don't like to talk about belief in science because belief is literally the exact opposite of science, right? We take what we see and what we can observe with our senses and we develop an idea based on that, okay? So, you know, you can believe all day long that the world is flat, but that's not, that's not going to help you prove or disprove whether it is, right? Belief is completely separate from the idea of here's some evidence and here's some stuff that we can see, that we can sense, and here's how it goes together. So when I present information, I try to try to do it that way. So that kind of, I think, having that conversation can help somebody with very strong beliefs remove themselves from the idea of belief and just look at what they have been presented. Um, because for me, that's that's part of the process of breaking down information is let's put everything that we you know may think to the side and let's just look at what we have. Um, so I try to present it in that manner. I don't know if it's the best way, but for me, it helps me to compartmentalize, um, you know, all of the things that are happening and my particular thoughts on, you know, whether or not it's right or wrong and just bring this information in. I disagree with the belief part you're talking about because I think even when we talk about our senses, there's still an element of belief in how we perceive things. Um, so I think to say we can't do that, I, I, I can say like issues of faith, yeah, but there's still, we can never truly prove anything. But scientists will tell you that as I touch this, I don't actually touch it. But my body tells me that I do. I'm touching the table, you probably can't see. But um, So I think there still is an element of belief. I think what Kevin's saying is to separate the elements of belief of faith apart from observation, right? Am I wrong? Sure, I suppose. Sure. Okay. But um, but I still believe there, there still is an element of belief because you still are looking. Right now we say this, but we have holes in our theory, so we're still, there's still belief. I don't think you can totally we're separate. We're still always looking for the answer. Yeah. Well, we're not looking for the answer necessarily from a scientific perspective, right? I mean, people want their, like, it's really hard to think about. Is there a, is there a truth? Is there an answer, right? And, and can we ever find that? Probably not, right? So yeah, we're all like it's a human nature thing to like try to get the answer, right? That's Just like trying to find how things work. Right? Yeah, what's the hardest lab that right. you do in science? It's the one where we don't give you the answer and to figure it out, right? Like what's in the box? What about that mystery tube? What's going on in there, right? That's so frustrating. Um, Welcome to life. That's but that's the way that science works. You start out looking for something, but you can't find it. So I, I don't know. It's hard to. Th to like separate those things. It's easy for me to compartmentalize religious beliefs. I did that in air quotes. And science in air quotes. Because to me, the processes are different. I don't think of them the same. My teacher hat is different than my personal hat. Do I bring some of my personal beliefs into what I teach and or my personality and or how I think about things? Of course I do. You would have to be a robot in order to do that. You, you can't. You are a person. You have feelings. You have thoughts. You have beliefs. So there is bias no matter how much we try to eliminate it. And by goodness, I, of course I do. I try to eliminate it because I... My job isn't to tell you what I think. It's not to be a dictator and be like, you think this way now. This is the right way to think. It's to give you the tools to think so you can make the decisions on your own. I guess that's really, I don't know. I, I, to me, it's not as much of a conflict of like interest in my mind. I'm not like, oh, I can't tell them about this because I personally, this is too hard for me. Like, I don't know why, for me, it's there's a disconnect. But I don't even think of them in the same way. I don't know. Do you, do you struggle on a daily basis to, like, take your, take your, take faith out of the equation? I know what your answer is. but no, I do. Do you really? Yeah, because I think, to me, the most exciting thing about science is that it's explaining how... Um, God created things. I can't say that, but I personally believe it. It makes it, it's why I'm like excited about uh, and passionate about doing and making things because I feel like if we're creating the image of God, and this is my personal belief, um, that like part of that is also to like 
make things. Like there's some something in me, like the more I've learned the science and the more I've learned to build things, like it's just really fun to make something, you know, and to then see how I know not everybody agrees with this and I've upset a lot of people, but when we see how science like we understand things more, it just makes more sense and confirms like to me how awesome God is and his creation and I don't know. I don't know that we'll understand. <clears throat> if you talk about evolution, I don't know if we'll ever get to go, you know, the only way to really answer that question is to get a time machine, which, you know, we can have all the evidence in the world, but I don't think that's necessarily what is the most uh, fundamental thing to understand. But I do, like, it's hard for me to separate it, but it's not my job. It's not what I get paid for. If I was working for a church or a Christian school, then it'd be the same, but... I've learned how to deal with it, you know? Sure. I kind of want to go back. So I kind of want to talk about the compromises. Um, and I want to relate that to the topic of evolution. So there's this great debate, right, that's going Hold on. on. I was thinking about something that would connect to what Mr. Rao just said. Okay. And I don't want you to... Well, let me say something real quick. I think it's hard, too, because we don't, like, there's a hard connection to be made with science because we don't really, like, let your personal feelings come in. So people don't like don't ever accept a lot of science. Where I think if we looked at different cultural perspectives, it'd be interesting. I don't know. Maybe it'd be interesting to see what other because definitely like that's one of the things right now. There's these warring factions of religions, and if we could show them like the similarities between everybody and really that we can tolerate each other in the scientific community, we can tolerate each other religiously. You know, it all comes down to tolerance understanding that people are going to disagree just as we clearly disagree here. Tolerance. I don't love the connotation of that word because to me, tolerance is a negative thing. Coexist, co-something joint, something, I mean, the the statement agree to disagree, but tolerance to me is, is negative. I'm tolerating your irritating behavior. No, I'm not. I'm acknowledging that your behavior is annoying. <laughs> That, to me, is not the word I would want to use if I'm... Well, that's just what it means, though, is like, so... There's a better word, I'm saying. I'm not yeah, attacking yeah, you personally. No, There's a better there. word that we could... And I, it's escaping me at the moment, but... It's so like being accepting and understanding that other people are going to uh, believe Differ. different things. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be... You don't have to believe what they believe. You just accept that that's a thing. That's exactly what tolerance is. But I understand what she's saying. It does have a negative rap, like... I suppose. If I say I'm going to tolerate your behavior... You know, tolerance. That basically means I have to. I don't like mm. what you're doing, and I there's nothing I can do about it. We have like seven minutes, so mm. yeah. Did you have your I, thought? I didn't, but I. It might come back to you. Do you want to do your last piece on? I could. Um, so okay, so we were talking about. You mentioned a minute ago about uh, is there ever going to be a way to have like a compromise on the idea of evolution, mm. right? So. Remember when we talk about this um, as a change over time, right? So this is specific to as a teacher, right? We're talking about things are changing over time. Here's the evidence for that, right? And it doesn't just happen instantly, and it doesn't just happen in a, in a very short period of time. It takes a long period of time to do this. And I, I really think that there is room for the acceptance of an idea that, that, that this long-term change is happening um, in all religious beliefs there there doesn't need to not be um you know you don't have to necessarily accept the idea of a human evolutionary pattern but i think it makes sense to to see evidence pointing towards hey here's some stuff that used to be around right here's what it it looks like here's what it did so and here we are now sure and that's i mean that's all that evolution really is is changing over time right things are getting different for whatever reason maybe it's because there were positive traits and negative traits and some of them ended up causing some change over a long period of time through many generations right and you know while we can go back and we can say here are some you know proto humans or here are some um you know pre-modern humanoid remains right does that necessarily mean that that is exactly what homo sapiens came from not necessarily now you know in the scientific community there's a lot of work being done to connect all of these things right and people are always pointing out well there's a hole there there's a hole there there's a hole there and the thing that ties it all together is a common ancestor now whether you believe that or not isn't really important. You can completely eliminate matter, humans. Though? It doesn't. 
Like, why does it really matter? It like, how does... If looking at it, I'm just... That's what I was thinking about from both perspectives. Why does it matter that you are saying that the past was this way and you are saying that the past is this way? Well, may have been. Whatever. That's the best it doesn't do. matter. It, does it really matter? Does that affect you on your day-to-day -day life? Well, it depends. It's not going to change the present here and now. You can still believe in God Unless and you make disprove observations. the existence. Yeah, but people would argue that, so if I'm not like, if you're just picking and choosing what you're believing, right? So like, sure. you know, so if the Quran teaches this or that, and then we say Ooh. it's not, right? And then it's like, that's, what's, that's where the, that's the how, problem is. That's how religions differentiate themselves from each other. Right. Is where did we come from and how did we get here and what is our purpose? But like, honestly, and, you know, like, I think it's more of a distracting topic and it's not really, it's not the it's focus not really of about, any of it. Yeah, because for me, like, if it was that important, Jesus would have come back and just taught, like, creationism and, like, there's this whole idea that's going to happen. You know, yeah, and I mean, would have been like all about it, but he was about like treating people like loving and serving and caring for people. He wasn't about you know these topics or buzzwords or being politically correct. You know, no, I just I, that's what I fundamentally don't understand. I don't know where that went. But it didn't go where I was thinking. Yeah. Um, okay. I interrupted you, but I just no, like I don't care about the data. That's I think that's how I can disconnect myself. I don't care about the data. I I go on, please. <laughs> it just like it doesn't make it, it, it. To me, it's a it's a it's a silly topic to argue about. What is a silly topic to argue about? And why don't you care about the data? The descendants, where we came from. Does it really matter? That depends. Are you curious? I mean, no, not really. Okay, then it I'm doesn't here. matter to you. Poof. That's not how that works. I mean, no, but I guess it's just like, why waste your breath arguing about something that none of us will ever probably know? Because science right. can come up with as much data as they want, but people are still going to believe the word of like the Bible. That makes it sound like the data is fake. Maybe. Are people, though? Maybe something miraculous happened that data can't explain. Maybe. Have we found it? Lots of things happen all the time that data can't explain. So prove that to me, Mr. Riddle me this. I don't prove you things. I'm just, just saying. Like, Mr. Rao, are you hearing yeah. what I'm saying? I am hearing what you're saying. Miraculous Are you things. picking up what I'm putting down? They happen well, every day. Like of, Where's uh, the data? Like now Oof, NASA, it happened. NASA's showing like these awesome like explosions in the universe, mm -hmm. you know? And like how things are expanding. And it is cool. Like I'm not saying not to look at it, but... It's just the problem where people are like, well, you believe this, and I believe this, and there's nothing in between, you know? I don't know how much of this is usable material for you. <laughs> but good luck. Have fun. After listening to the science teachers discuss the topic, we decided to discuss our views regarding science and religion, and we discussed our opinion about what was said during the panel. During this debate between science and religion, we're trying to find a compromise between the two theories of creation and evolution. Now, do you guys think the compromise is more of a tolerance between the two theories, or do you think it's actually a physical theory that compromises the two? I think everybody has a different opinion. So with Bauman, it's kind of like, oh, you can think one way or the other, you can tolerate them. But with me, it's like, I think that there is evidence in the Bible, in science, that both, well, that's everything, but in science and religion, that they could be, they could be one thing. Like. Well, I kind of know what you're saying, because I know Mr. Rao kind of talked about this, but you're saying that some of the things in the Bible can actually support the theory of evolution if you think about it in the right way. He was saying that if you... Um, try not to think about the Bible as like a scientific document, but think of it as more of just laying out the facts. Like, I don't know how to explain this, but I know that um, in the Bible it talks about parables a lot, and there are stories that are used to illustrate um, spiritual lessons, and one of the theories that I researched was called progressive creation, and it was saying that since us as humans created the sense of time, we were the ones that could measure 
seven days. So we don't really know if the six days that the Earth was created are actually 24-hour time periods. Because you think about it, they could all be represented as billions of years. So <laughs> that's just kind of how the two could go together. Well, I believe that it's mostly just tolerance, basically, because people will disagree and say that the Bible is not factual, it's not actual evidence, and that their science point of view, we they've actually found evidence to support theory of evolution, not necessarily how the Earth was created, but they have a good idea. Now, Mr. Bauman kind of was saying that when you have evidence they aren't trying to support theories, they're trying to disprove other theories. And I think Mr. Rao noted with all of the um, pole switching, we have evidence for that, but we haven't been alive enough to actually see the poles flip. So it's so spread out over time that we don't necessarily know the differences. And if we have all of the facts to support the theory of evolution, so I think it's kind of both. Like I do think like people need to realize that there are going to be other ideas and that people are going to think differently and they need to tolerate that. But I do think that there is a compromise between these two. But even if there was, I don't think everyone would be open to that because there's always going to be people that think they're right and if no one's exactly like them, then that person's wrong. So I don't know. I mean, I can see where you're coming from with this, but... Honestly, you can be, you can go both ways with the theory of evolution and religion. There's definitely compromise between the two. If, like Carrie was saying, if you look at it a certain way, can't, you can't look at the Bible based upon scientific facts and the knowledge that we've created ourselves. The number of hours within a day, number of days within a year doesn't, necessarily say that that's correct within the Bible, so you can't really compare the two to each other. And that's kind of like, both theories are so different that most people don't think there could be a compromise, and so they think, okay, well, people have different ways of thinking, and we just need to respect that. And I do think that's a very important part of this debate, but I also think that there could be a physical compromise, because if, like, on the religious side, saying that everything was created in six days, well, that's great and all, but if we created the measurement of time, then are those six days really what we think they are? Because we have no way of knowing because we weren't alive back then, so. Well, I mean, we, can, we created the concept of time, and I think that nothing is really relevant. I think that, honestly, if we're trying to prove that this is real, I don't think we can because it is so complicated and just, I, I don't want to say irrelevant because it is completely relevant, but, um, you know, our perception of this is so irrelevant that we will never know what really happened. Well, and that's why this is such like a controversial topic and why it's such a strong debate is because there's really no way of knowing which one is right. Mm -hmm. That it's one of those that it's people believe one way or the other and they're going to fight for that side. She's saying that it happened. It, she said that she didn't think that it mattered, but then she said stuff that does matter. It affects our way of viewing the world, which comes to our everyday lives. Well, and I know there was one thing that she said that um, with scientists constantly trying to disprove things, and she was saying, well, what if there was a big, like, miraculous thing that happened that started this all that science can't explain? Because mm -hmm. if it can't explain it, then there's no way of really knowing, and that's how the whole Big Bang Theory came to be discovered. The Big Bang Theory. It's, yeah, that's how they came up with that theory, kind of. Uh, another thing was, um, we, were, we were watching Interstellar and they were talking about how the black hole had to be created by man or some sort of alien force or some sort of greater force out there. And I was kind of thinking that this could ne not necessarily support religion, but it could kind of go along with that because I, I, if there was some sort of greater force, what if that greater force that created the black hole 
was God. I mean, that could definitely support or question the belief that God does not interfere with science or well, we go as a human species. Have we even seen a black hole yet? No, I'm just saying, like, in that sort of context. Well, and I know that, like, with evolution and creationism, they both deal with the issue of is the ultimate authority, does it lay within man, or does it lay within a god or a deity? Believing in something greater than yourself. And like in Miss Polis's interview, she kind of mentioned, like, a lot of people become, like, selfish in this world, but if you can give that ultimate authority up to something bigger than yourself, then that can keep you from thinking certain ways. So it's all, and it like kind of puts you in a different mindset and mm-hmm. how you view certain things. And that, that is a big role in how you look at the world. She said her exact quote was, "There is a lot of power in believing in something bigger than yourself." So like, people who don't believe in God, they don't really understand or grasp that. But people who are very religious, they understand. Like, I'm not trying to be biased or anything, but like, mm-hmm. they definitely understand that believing in something greater than yourself, like God. It, it just affects the way you think. It really just brings you down to earth and makes you more humble. What I was trying to look up, what a few years ago I was watching this history channel. I was watching the history channel and the segment on it. It was about the universe and time and space, and they said that they discovered a black hole near another universe. And they were saying, like, at the time, they were saying, this is how we're going to end we're all going to be sucked into a black hole, never going to, you know, we're not going to know what's going to happen then. And I was just, and I was just thinking, like, did they really discover a black hole? And if they did, what Leah was saying, who created the black hole? Oh, shoot, it wasn't a black hole, it was a wormhole. Oops. I was getting confused about Because we have discovered black holes. I Just I, not worm wormholes. Wormholes. Sorry. Because... Well, people are saying that can't black holes be wormholes? Because wormholes is just a concept of you can travel from one dimension to another. It kind of bends the space-time continuum. So we have seen black holes. We just don't know if they're wormholes yet because nobody's yeah. wanting to go in there. Yeah. Can't even get to the black hole yet. A black hole could be a wormhole. But I mean, it's not theoretical yet. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things that I think is kind of cool is most like evolutionists are atheists. But Mr. Rao was saying that um, scientists that are religious kind of use God as their motivation, and they want to start to prove things that can help, like, back them up, kind of. And he was saying that um, if you use that as your motivation, it can kind of help to support the theory of creation. And that goes the whole way back into the sense of time. Like, we created time measurement, so... It doesn't necessarily mean what we think it means. I think this all really comes down to the question of where did we come from? And, you know, you can theor- you can have however many theories about where humans came from, how the Earth was created, where the universe came from. Where, all- where did all this matter come from? Like, what? Well, Mr. Bauman was saying it's just based off of curiosity. Right. It- and Ms. Poles was saying it really doesn't affect you in any way. But what my question is, how did scientists, evolutionists, think that we got here? And if they think that we evolved from apes or... Microscopic parasites. Then how did those get here? Just from the Big Bang? Yeah. Because the yeah. Big Bang was full of rock and just rock. It was just then, matter. And then how did... Well, all of the atoms came together. Well, to everything is just matter, honestly. So you uh, technically... Yes, I think according to theories and a lot of scientific research, matter or living things could be formed from the Big Bang. Well, because there was a lot of it. I don't even know. Well, in the periodic table of elements, every single thing on this earth and everywhere is made out of a certain amount of those elements. So if everything comes from the same types of stuff, then... Basically, since everything came from the same type of stuff, then that's that supports the Big Bang because it was just all the matter thrown together at once to create this universe. But I then, oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry, but I understand where Molly's coming from. Like, where did were you trying to say? Like, where did everything come from, or where did just we like 
the map well, about the weird well, Can I interrupt real quick? <coughs> so with the Big Bang, one of the things <laughs> with this happening is like, well, a lot of Christian scientists tend to think, well, what if God created the Big Bang? So what if all of the stuff that scientists are proving really happened, but just not in the way that we would think it happened? That's what I think the compromise is. Like, both theories could come together to make one theory. We just don't have any evidence to support it because, well, we don't really know enough about it. And it's like science is based on the facts while religion is based on faith. So it's like scientists are just kind of like, they're focusing on the facts, but people in their everyday lives that know about this topic, they just believe what they believe. And what I was about to say was just, even scientists say that different atoms, well, within the periodic table, different elements that are combined to create an atom, they can't necessarily combine with certain other elements to create an atom. Right. So what I'm thinking is just, I mean, and probably, like, some of the elements, the natural occurring elements, maybe they were within the giant um, matter. And it's just, but... I just don't see how those just automatically combine together to form the perfect human. They didn't. That's why it was a change over time. Like, it was bringing something into existence. I just don't understand how, like... I mean, and this is coming from a religious point of view. Not that scientists are wrong, but it's just... How did they just... How did the elements all of a sudden just come together to form the the, um, microscopic parasite just the perfect one that would soon become what we are today. Just how is that possible? Honestly. And if there was nothing there, then how did it even occur? How was there matter there? I mean, if nothing was there, then there couldn't have been a Big Bang, according to science. Well, see, that's the question, though. Who created the matter, which is where religion comes into it? God could have created the matter to sustain this universe, this, in quotations, infinite universe, galaxy, whatever you want to call it. Um, but where did everything come from? And I think that's where God comes in. It's like he was maybe the one to conjure these resources and materials to make every single thing ever. And then from there, it just kind of evolved. I mean, I don't even know, and I know that and it's all still wild, happening. But like, it kind of is. But I even think, like, the whole point of this podcast is we're trying to find a compromise between the two theories, but even if we were to find, like, some great compromise that everyone agrees on, there's still going to be people that feel stronger to one side. Like, a lot of people don't like the whole progressive creation thing if you're strongly religious because, no, the Bible says that everything was created in six days, and six days has to mean six days. So... It's just one of those where even if we were to find one, there's still going to be the atheist um, scientists that aren't going to support this. So that's where it comes back to the whole tolerance thing where you have to respect those who think differently than you because there's probably no way that we're ever going to get everyone to agree on this topic since like most people feel very strongly about this. So What I'm trying to figure out is just, I mean, science is never exact. They have these theories to explain things that they have not yet found evidence for. And just what I'm trying to figure out is just religion basically explains everything. And science, even within their theories, there are faults and just holes within them that we can argue about all day. And even if you go and ask a scientist, how did the elements come together? How did we evolve? They can't tell you. They just know the Big Bang Theory and the Theory of Evolution. They can't say exactly how it happened, and they probably never will be able to. Can I say this from a neutral perspective? You can say the exact same thing about science, but you can also say the exact same thing about religion. There was no proof whatsoever that God is real, that anything ever happened. There was a book called the Bible that says it all happened. Well, it's just what I was saying is they don't have an explanation for every single thing, but... Within religion, we kind of do. Well, that doesn't mean that it's true. Well, and that's the thing. Well, I know. Going between both sides of these <clears throat> is there's no way of knowing which is correct. And it's something that we're never really going to know. Like, there's not enough evidence, and there's really not very much at all. And it's just something that, with at least the religious side, it all goes down to faith because 
most people like you're believing this you don't really know anything but mm -hmm. I don't know how to word this but and I'm not saying that religion is correct I'm just saying that there are many holes within the theories that kind of make me and lots of other people question whether or not they're true. Yeah, right. They're literally just theories. You can't prove theories unless if you have well, and you can't. Which I don't. When like you that. really can't, you can't prove theories. That was something that Mr. Baumann was saying. Is when they get evidence, they're trying to disprove other theories. You can never a hundred percent prove that something happened. Like even if they get all the evidence in the world, they don't know for sure if something is happening. <laughs> At the beginning of this assignment, we were looking for a tangible compromise between science and religion. But because we don't have enough facts for each side, we can't necessarily come up with a compromise that would ex explain which one was correct or which one was wrong. So because of this, we can't have an actual compromise between the two, but more of an act of tolerance between both sides. People need to open their eyes to see another person's point of view within science and religion, we need to find, not necessarily compromise, but we need to understand where we're coming from from each side in order to learn. This is just one branch of the debate of science versus religion. Something that everyone along both sides needs to realize is that absence of evidence is not evidence of absence.